0: Hi everybody, it's James Rudd from the Heart Podcast, and today's episode is all about perivascular fat and the role that it plays in inflammation and cardiovascular risk. And I'm delighted to be joined by a real expert on perivascular fat, Professor Harris Antonides from Oxford. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do, please go ahead and like and subscribe and all that stuff to the Heart Podcast. Spread the word. It helps us keep the podcast going and also, importantly, to reach more listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, Harris, could you introduce yourself for the HEART audience?
1: Yes, I'm uh, Harris Antoniates. I'm a professor of cardiovascular medicine in, uh, in Oxford, at the University
0: of Oxford, and a consultant cardiologist in General Hospital. And Harris, uh, if I may call you Harris, you've... Uh, published a really exciting paper about 12 months ago now in Science Translational Medicine, and you're also giving a talk on the same subject here at the BCS conference. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about perivascular fat and your take on, on perivascular fat and why it's important in perhaps predicting patients at risk of heart attack and stroke.
1: Yeah, so in my group over the last decade, we are focused in identifying essentially new novel therapeutic targets, in perivascular fat, in the fat surrounding the vascular wall, that could have an impact on vascular biology and uh, acute coronary syndromes. The idea originally was that perivascular fat secretes various molecules that exert a paracrine effect on the vascular wall, and they, that those paracrine signals may be protective, like adiponectin, or may be uh, detrimental, like uh, cytokines, IL 6, TNF alpha, etc. So when we were running a a large study a few years ago, in humans, because all the previous knowledge was based on animal models, when we tried to run this in humans, we consistently found that uh, all the anti-inflammatory molecules produced from the perivascular fat were strongly positively correlated correlated with um, inflammatory signals and oxidative stress in the underlying vessel. And that didn't really make sense originally. Originally, I rejected the findings as uh, biased, so my fellow was very disappointed. And it took um, nearly five years to accept that this was a real finding. And only when we had 700 patients recruited in this this program of work, I was convinced that this was a real finding and that actually it's the vessel that drives what happens in the perivascular fat and not the other way around.
0: So what you're saying is you have Underlying atherosclerosis in the coronary artery, and I think all of this work has been done in the coronary artery that 's been published, and somehow there are paracrine effects from the inflamed vessel wall which affect the quality of the fat surrounding the arteries is that have I got that correct
1: yes you you got that uh, right essentially what what we found was that when the vessel is inflamed, it releases some uh, molecules, inflammatory molecules, common cytokines like IL-6, TNFR, interferon gamma, that are then diffused into the perivascular space, and that's where fat sits. And then the fat cells have the ability, and this was the new discovery, to sense these signals coming from the vascular wall and switch on some molecular mechanisms that I will not get into into details uh, about the signaling pathways. But what happens at the end is that this inflammatory molecules coming from the vessel they lead to lipolysis in the perivascular fat and they prevent the differentiation of adipocytes of preadipocytes and this leads to a change in the balance of the composition of the tissue between water and fat so when you have fat surrounding an inflamed vessel you get less fatty material in the fat cells and more watery material. So we have a shift from fat to water. And this is exactly the basis where the technology relies on.
0: And so once this change has happened, you've been using CT imaging to detect this. And another novel finding that you have is the way that you quantify the uh, density, if you like, of the CT, uh, sorry, the density of the fat uh, appearing on a CT scan.
1: Yes, when we had this original finding um, that uh, we have the change in the composition of the adipose tissue from fat to water around inflamed areas of the vessels, we then thought that uh, we could uh, ask the machines, and we applied a machine learning exercise, to build a model that will enable us, by analysing common CT scans, to understand uh, better the composition of the tissue around the vessels, and to see whether the gradients of the the change of the composition of the tissue around the vessels, when the vessels are inflamed, can be tracked by imaging, by CT. And this is how we generated a new biomarker that is called fat attenuation index that takes into account the three-dimensional changes of the attenuation weighted for uh, various other components of the voxel that best reflect the, uh, the change in the biology of the fat in the response to inflammation.
0: I see. And this was the basis of your paper last year, I guess, the validation of this, uh, of this work. Okay. And what's the, what's the next step? I understand you're doing a, or considering a prospective study to see whether an adverse fat attenuation index at the beginning, whether that's predictive of future vascular events. How's that going?
1: Yeah, that's the CRISP-CT study. Um, that's a, long, a long-term follow-up study of 2,000 individuals that had a CT scan 10 years ago in Erlangen in Germany. Uh, and that's used as our derivation cohort. And then we validate any findings we get from that cohort into a second cohort from Cleveland Clinic. This is another 2,000 individuals who had a CT scan again 10 years ago and they were followed up prospectively for outcomes. Um, I cannot get into details about the results because uh, this will be presented in the next uh, ESC and uh, there will be a release uh, of a full length manuscript in Lancet at the same time. Uh, But um, I I believe you have to be patient to see the results.
0: Well, it's another two months to wait, but uh, no, it does sound fascinating. And what do you think we should do as a, as a with your cardiology hat on now in terms of identifying these patients with a, an adverse CT scan suggestive of underlying inflammation? Is it lifestyle advice? Is it statin therapy? Is it still to be decided? I mean, how do you uh, suggest we move forward?
1: So the CRISP-CT study, we hope that will give some answers, but this will be from a prospective cohort study. This will not be a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled clinical trial. So essentially what we need, we need first of all to demonstrate that a treatment, an anti-inflammatory treatment, modifies fat attenuation index. And secondly, we need to uh, see whether the risk that is identified by this new metrics is modifiable, whether by treating individuals simply on the basis of having abnormal fat attenuation index around their coronary arteries, you save lives.
0: So this uh, needs to be proved. So I guess that's the, that's the next thing you're probably planning. Uh, you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you're using some kind of artificial intelligence or deep learning to help. Is this to help with the analysis of the, of the images or to integrate the analysis with other clinical risk factors? How does that work?
1: Yeah so over the years the city manufacturers were uh, Im- they improved the technologies of uh, visualizing the coronaries by removing during the post processing uh, of the images the artifacts and the artifacts from the CT images come from fat this is why fat appears as black removed from city scans however the information is is there, is sitting at the background behind these black uh, parts of the the pictures. And uh, what we did, we brought this information on the surface and then we asked, we applied this machine learning process to identify which characteristics of the voxel, and we are talking about nearly 800, 853 actually characteristics of the voxel. Uh, and this is uh, the ratiomic approach, which characteristics of the voxel best describe the biology that we could characterize through biopsies of the adipose tissue. And this is how we ask the machines to come up with the best combination of characteristics that will tell us that this is the the ideal matrix of attenuation that tells you... uh, more information about the fat itself.
0: Fantastic. So a smart use of uh, cutting-edge technology to help. I I, I was just imagining some poor research fellow in a dark room putting regions of interest around, you know, several hundred slices of every CT scan that you do. So I'm glad to know that there's some uh, machine learning segmentation and analysis going on there. Brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of uh, what you're planning? Is this limited to the coronary arteries, for example, or is there... Have you got other ideas in mind that you can, uh, can share publicly at this stage?
1: Yeah, we don't have data to share publicly right now, but uh, we are. I can tell you that uh, we have um, evolved this method into a way of detecting inflammation in the aorta, inflammation in the carotid, and also predicting uh, metabolic risk, the risk for diabetes. So all these are in the pipeline, and I believe that I will be able to release some data in the next uh, few months and in the coming years.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, we will certainly look out for that. We'll be following closely what happens at the ESC meeting in, in Munich. HART will be there to, to cover the meeting. And uh, once again, Harris, uh, many thanks. And I'll, I'll put a link to a comprehensive review paper that you, you your team has just written for HART and also to the original Science Translational Medicine paper in the show notes so people can go along and see. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you.